Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme erinal hakka hakkan ve erzukna ittiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اجْتِنَابَهِ رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرِ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْأُقْدَةَ مِنْ لِسَانِ يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, a rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today will also be posted at this website. You can uh, go ahead and follow the text from there if you choose to. In this episode, inshallah, having finished the treatise on Ramadan in this beautiful month of Ramadan, we will move on to where we left in the book, the words. We will continue from the 16th word, inshallah. The 16th word is composed of four sections and a small addendum. And Ustad Nursi called this, uh, these sections rays. Each of the sections is a ray. And uh, these rays come from the radiant light of the sun. That is the implication. So as always, we go at the beginning to a verse. And not always, sometimes maybe a you know, prophetic tradition or something like that too. But in most cases, we go at the beginning to a verse and then through Ustad Nursi's reflection upon that verse, his contemplation, this the intense contemplation on this verse, these rays, these um, you know, lines of light, rays of light come out and he shares them with us. So the verse we are going to be reflecting upon in this episode, inshallah, is the following. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Innama amruhu idha arada shay'an an yaqula lahu kun fayakun. Fasubhana alladhi biyadihi malakutu kulli shay'in wa ilayhi turja'oon. And of course, these two beautiful verses are from Surah Al-Yasin, the 36th chapter of the Quran, the very end of the chapter. And one translation, one rendering of its meaning may be as follows. When he, that is God, wills something to be, his way is to say, be, and it is. Kun fayakun. He says, be, and it is. It materializes. It is brought into existence. So glory be to him in whose hand lies control over all things. It is to him that you will all be brought back or you will all 
return. İtminanı nefsime medar olacak, zulmeti dağıtacak şu ayetin nurundan dört şua'ı göstermekle kör nefsime bir basiret vermek için yazılmıştır. So here Üstad Nursi um, has placed a note. It says, written to afford, that is this treatise is written to afford some inner sight to my blinded lower soul by showing four rays from the luminous light of this verse that should be a source of reassurance for my soul and dispel darkness. So Ustad Nursi is, as usual, writing this, addressing his own lower soul, his nafs. What do we do then? We listen to it as if it is addressed to our souls. I read it, listen to it, think about it, addressing my own soul. And I happen to be next to a microphone and it is recorded and you hear it. When you hear it, you listen to it or read it as if it is being addressed to your own lower soul. That is that is how we can actually benefit from this and maybe benefit benefit from it. So again, written to afford some inner sight, basira, to my blinded lower soul. Now we have eyes, external world in the external world, the outer world, we have outer sight. But our outer sight is blind to many things. And if our lower soul forgets or escapes the guidance of the intellect and the heart and conscience and the secret and revelation and angelic thoughts that come to us, right? It is blind to the greater part of reality because the material world that we are surrounded with is only a small small tiny part of reality we live in the realm of dominion alam al mulk right now the realm of dominion is a tiny part of the reality that everything is or each thing is when i take a pen in my hand the part of the pen or the aspect of the pen that is in the realm of dominion is you know, this this substance that i hold in my hand uh, on earth based on the gravity of the earth it might be let's say 45 grams it is made of some kind of metal and a, a, a shiny shines like aluminum but i don't think it's aluminum whatever this object that's in my hand Right, but there is an aspect of malakut. There is a reality of this pen in the realm of domination that covers everything that relates to this pen. The physical aspects of the pen that is in mulk, right, and the metaphysical and physical aspects of the pen that is encircled and compassed in its aspect that is in the realm of domination so the realm of domination or alam al-malakut surrounds and compasses alam al-mulk alam al-mulk is a smaller set alam al-malakut 
is a larger set and beyond this there is the the the alam al-amr or sometimes they call jabarut right that is the realm of divine command and you know, that is the you know, we cannot reach that that is beyond our comprehension right but the manifestation of the divine command in the creation is alam al-malakut the realm of domination and the manifestation of what is in the alam al-malakut in the physical um, empirically observable world that we are in is realm of dominion our eyes see only what is in the realm of dominion can we see other things can we see beyond it yes and that sight is the inner sight basira we see with our intellect with our spirit with our heart with our conscience with the secret in our heart the job of which is to the task duty of which is to uh, know god and we learn through the angelic uh, thoughts and inspirations we learn through divine inspiration so on and so forth and all of these put together provide us a source of knowledge a sight in a metaphysical sense and that is basira if the lower soul closes its eyes to to to the to, to basira to all these other sources of knowledge it is blinded so and that is the tendency of the lower soul because it lives here and now as we talked before it is short-sighted and if it sees the larger reality it may be obliged to succumb to submit to various restrictions and it doesn't want to do it therefore its tendency is to close its eyes but we need to force it to open its eyes we need to resort to our basira right so this is what Ustad Nursi is going to do in this treatise and that is what we should be listening to that should be the intention as we listen to right to afford some inner sight to my Mustafa Tunas blinded lower soul by showing four rays from the luminous light of this verse the verse that we just read the 82nd and 83rd verses of Surat al-Yasin the 36th chapter of the Quran light of this verse that should be a source of reassurance for my soul and dispel darkness so this note about reassurance i think is important but we will come to it in a little bit as we read the first ray so the first ray Oh, the ignorant lower soul, the uncouth, the airheaded lower soul, 
You say, the singularity of the divine entity, Zat Ilahi, right? This is referring to God. Divine entity is God's entity which is beyond our comprehension. We know about his entity through his attributes and conducts that are manifest on his acts or through his acts on the imprints of his creation. But ultimately, it is his divine entity that we want, know, are drawn to in our hearts. The singularity of the divine entity and the universality of his acts. So there are going to be several pairs that the lower soul will be mentioning here. The divine entity is singular, ahad, ahad, right? One or singular. To distinguish it from wahid, we are translating it as single or singular. The singularity of the divine entity and the universality of his acts. So he is singular, he is one, but his acts are universal. They have a universal effect. The unity of his person, he is one again, right? And the generality of his unassisted lordship. He is one, but his acts of lordship, his nurturing, his caring, his intervention, his disposal are general. They have a general effect. His individuality, fardiyya or fardaniya, and the extensiveness of his disposals that accept no partners. Now he is one, he is an individual being, but his disposals, his arrangements are extensive, reaching everywhere, and he has no partners. His presence everywhere, while he is transcendent over occupying space. This is something that confuses a lot of people, right? He is present everywhere, but he is transcendent over occupying space. If you are also confused, now it is incumbent on you to, to listen to this to the very end, because there is a very easy, very clear and very beautiful solution to these apparent contradictions. They are apparent, they are not real contradictions, they, they appear to be contradictory because we are uh, deficient in our understanding. And when that deficiency is cured, with knowledge then it becomes you know perfectly fine perfectly harmonious and in agreement his presence everywhere while he is transcendent over occupying space his closeness to everything right now god is closer to everything and everybody than themselves god is closer to our, to us than our jugular vein as it is mentioned in the quran right so his closeness to everything while he is endlessly lofty, elevated above, beyond, holy, yet he is close. Again, something that confuses some people. And that he holds all affairs in his hand of power, directly himself, 
he holds all affairs in his hand of power directly himself, while he is one. Right? These are um, notions or realities that we learn from the Quran. Right? These are among the truths of the Quran. Now, the Quran is wise. It is full of wisdom. One who is wise does not impose on the intellect what the intellect would not accept. And yet, the intellect is noticing an apparent contradiction in what we just mentioned. I want, this is the lower soul, I want an explanation that will guide the intellect to submission. So this is the lower soul's question. El-Cevap Madem öyledir, itminan için istersen. Biz de Kur'an'ın feyzine istinaden diyoruz. İsmi Nur çok müşkilatımızı halletmiş. İnşallah bunu da halleder. Akla vazıh, kalbe nurani olacak temsil yolunu ihtiyar ile i̇mam Rabbani gibi deriz. Ne şebem ne şebparastem men gulamı şemsem ez şemsi mi kuyem haber. This was in Persian, Persian um, inshallah I'll, I'll come to the translation. Temsili icazı Kur'an'ın en parlak bir aynesi olduğundan biz dahi bir temsille şu sırra bakacağız şöyle ki. So the response that Üstad Nursi has uh, to the lower soul's question. Since this is the case, that is, what you mentioned are all uh, among the truths of the Quran, are all taught by the Quran as truth to us. So let's grant that from the get-go, from the beginning. All of what is mentioned there are realities that the Quran taught us about our Lord, about God. If you want this for reassurance, so if you are asking for reassurance, not if you are asking to, you know, be a smart yalek, because you want an intellectual exercise, because you think that this is fun or funny or interesting or whatever, no. If you are asking to be able to submit to the truth of the Quran, the wisdom of the Quran, the sacredness of the Quran, that the Quran is your Lord's letter to you, if that is your purpose, then there will be an answer. But before we uh, go ahead with that, I want to mention this. In the Quran, we are told that Abraham or Ibrahim السلام, asked God to show him how he would give life to the dead how he would give life to to things that are dead right this is uh, the the second chapter of the quran surah al-baqarah and the 260th verse i'm going to read uh, a rendering of the meaning of that verse uh, from a translation so astaghfirullah and when abraham ibrahim alayhi salam said my Lord, 
Show me how you give life to dead. He said, God said, do you not believe then? So, you know, God tells uh, all Ibrahim alayhi salam, as he tells all prophets that there is resurrection, that we will be brought back to life after we die. And Ibrahim alayhi salam is asking, oh, oh God, oh Lord, show it to me how you will do it. And God then asks, do you not believe? Do you, do you not believe that I will bring you or bring all these dead bodies, like dead things, back to life? Yes, said Abraham, Ibrahim salam. So this is very important. Yes, said Ibrahim salam. That is, you know, yes, I believe. But just to put my heart at rest. So the word here, to put my heart at rest, at rest is yatma'inna. Uh, uh, the same word that we use here, it mean not, right? Reassurance. To have reassurance in my heart. So God said, take four birds and train them to come back to you. Then place them on separate hilltops. Call them back and they will come flying to you. Know that God is all-powerful and wise. And he does this. Abraham salam trains four birds to come back to him, like they do with, with pigeons, right? Or, or, or falcons. And then puts them each on a different hilltop, four hilltops, and then calls them back, says, come back. And they all come flying back. Now, according to some Mufassirun, uh, some commentators, uh, in order to show how the dead would come back to life, God commanded Abraham to actually kill these birds and then place on hilltops. And then they came back to life and came back to him. Right, uh, but according to um, another view, he did not kill them. He just placed them on the hilltops, and then he called them back. And this is a an example, a, a sample, a demonstration of how the spirits who are trained to go back to their Lord would go back to their Lord would go back to wherever they, their Lord wants, uh, you know, wants them to be when they are called. How the, the elements, molecules, or atoms, the particles that are trained to, to, to be in a you know, single body, when they are called back, they come back. Right? So regardless of uh, you know, whichever interpretation is more accurate, right? what we get from this is, this is permissible. That is, when something appears to be confusing or when the lower soul is you know, making an objection, right? Or when we believe we have faith, but we want to increase our faith. It is permissible to ask these questions and seek answers to those questions. If we, if we were to avoid the question and you know Ibrahim alayhi salam he's halilullah he's a friend of God he's he, he has the one of the purest hearts that that ever walked this earth right I don't have that heart we don't have that heart we may be subject to the objections of the lower soul and we may not be able to deal with it therefore right therefore it is not only permissible but also necessary to go to the sources that provide these answers to us and learn from them. To learn from 
you know, luminaries of our tradition like Badu Zaman, Said Nursi, as we are trying to do now, or to follow the guidance of the, the imams of our uh, madhabs in, in, in uh, Kalam, in dialectical theology, to follow the aqaid, the aqidas, the firm uh, beliefs, the articles of firm articles of belief that we are taught by our imams. Right? We need to do that. So, if you want this for reassurance or the lower soul, if you have another purpose, you need something else. You need to be trained. You need to be left hungry. You need to be uh, you know, debased. You need to be subjected to some deprivation, perhaps. Right? So that you come to a point where you are not a smarty aleck like this going out and asking you know, questions in order to annoy. If you are asking because you want reassurance, right? then relying on the Quran's effusion, faith, we say the divine name of light and nur has resolved many complicated matters for us and, which, and that is the case. Uh, Ustad Nursi has resolved many complicated matters, uh, you know, theological matters like this, uh, by contemplating about the divine name, the light, right? As it has resolved many complicated matters for us, and God willing, it will resolve this one too. Choosing the method of analogy, which should be clarifying for the intellect and illuminating for the heart, we say, like Imam Rabbani, may God be pleased with him. I am not the night, nor do I worship it. I am the son's servant. I inform about it. So this is a verse, uh, a, a um, poetic verse that Ustad Nursi cites from Imam Rabbani, Ahmed Sirhindi. Mujaddid uh, Al-Fithani, right? The Mujaddid of the second thousand years, the luminary of the Naqshbandi tradition who lived in India. He cites this uh, from Imam Rabbani, and there are two ways to perhaps to understand this. Uh, you know, one is, Ustad Nursi is saying, I'm not the knight, nor do I worship, worship it. I am the son's servant, I inform about it. So he is um, resorting, the, resorting to the divine name, example of the divine name, the light. And the sun is a reflection of that divine name in the realm of dominion. So one way to understand is this. Another way to understand it is Basically, Ustad is saying, I am going to use an analogy here. So in this uh, you know, verse, Imam Rabbani is using the sun as an analogy, as a metaphor or metonymy, uh, to be more precise, but doesn't matter. Let's say metaphor for God. I'm God's servant, I'm God's slave, and I'm talking about God, I'm informing about God. But he says the sun. So he is using a metaphor, right? And uh, that, that metaphor is placed in an analogy. Tamthil is the word that we use for analogy. And this is a very important uh, methodological tool that we have in our toolbox. And it is 
very frequently used in the Quran and it is the I would say the main method that Ustad Nursi uses in order to explain these complicated issues for us and we have seen it many many times before right the, all the metaphors all the parables that we read this is the method of the Quran the Quran uses methods uh, th this method right the Quran uses for instance uh, the the um, the example of the four birds flying back to Abraham Ibrahim there is an analogy there to God's creation the dead resurrection of the dead in the hereafter so Sadhguru then moves on to say since analogy is a most brilliant brilliant mirror of the Quran's miraculousness we too will look at this secret with an analogy it is as follows it is as follows bir tek zat muhtelif meraya vasıtasıyla külliyet kespeder cüz'i hakiki iken umumi şuunata manik bir külli hükmüne geçer mesela şems bir cüz'i yumşahhas iken eşya-i şeffafe vasıtasıyla öyle bir külli hükmüne geçer ki ruh-i zemini timsalleriyle akisleriyle dolduruyor hatta katarat ve parlak zerrat adedince cilveleri bulunuyor. Güneşin harareti ve ziyası ve ziyasının içinde olan yedi renkli elvan-ı sebası, her birisi mukabilindeki eşyaya muhit, am ve şamil oldukları, şamil oldukları halde, her bir şeffaf şey dahi güneşin timsaliyle beraber harareti hem ziyayı hem elvan-ı sebayı göz bebeğinde saklıyor ve safi kalbini ona bir taht yapıyor. A single person can attain universality by means of various mirrors. So this is an analogy, so let's try to visualize it. Let's imagine me standing in the middle of a room, and it will come, Ustad Nursi will give us this example soon. Standing in the middle of a room which is surrounded by thousands of mirrors. Now, I am in the middle of the room, I'm a single person standing in the middle of the room, but by means of the mirrors, I can be present, or rather my similitude can be present on each of those mirrors, everywhere in the room. I can be everywhere in the room now. Right? If each, let's say, air molecule, particle in the air was a mirror on which my similitude reflected, I could be everywhere in the mirror in, in the room. I could be everywhere in the room. So I have attained a universality in the room. A single person can attain universality by means of various mirrors. While he is a particular being in reality, right? My reality is just, I'm a I'm a single individual standing in the middle of the room. He becomes in effect, not in reality, but in effect. A universal being capable of conducts with a general reach for example so here comes the sun analogy while the sun is a person personified particular what does that that mean so the sun is a particular a particular of a species the sun is a star or the sun is uh, a, a, a particular instance of light so that particular instance has 
a persona it has concentrated become intensified and personified in a single space and time the sun is this celestial object in the in space it is about eight minutes uh, distance it is at an a, about it is at an about eight minutes distance by the speed of light to us so it is that thing over there while the sun is a personified particular it is a particular of its species let's we said light right it's a particular instance of the species of light it does the things that light does but it has a specific entity by means of transparent things it attains in effect such universality that it fills the face of the earth with its similitudes with its reflections so it is over there thousands and thousands of miles away from us so far that even light takes eight minutes to come to us it is a single personified particular entity over there but by means of transparent things it attains in effect such universality that it fills the face of the earth with its similitudes with its reflections it's everywhere on earth right now it is daytime where i am i'm looking out the window and i see for instance the sun reflecting on the leaves of trees i see the sun reflecting on the asphalt on the road i see the sun reflecting on you know other things and if it if, if i had a mirror a shiny object the reflection would not be just one of the colors of the seven colors of the sunlight that is for instance green for the leaf and uh, gray for the asphalt but the very white light that comes from the sun that carries all the seven colors in it right so while the sun is a personified particular by means of transparent things it attains in effect such universality that it fills the face of the earth with its similitudes with its reflections now it is universally everywhere think about the face of the ocean for instance everywhere it even has as many individual reflections as the number of drops and shiny particles so the shiny particles that act like perfect mirrors when the sun's heat radiant radiant light and the seven colors in its light each covered the things facing them in an all-encompassing general and extensive way every transparent thing holds heat light and the seven colors in the pupil of its eye along with the sun's similitude they make their pure hearts a throne for it so it's not only an image of the sun right you can have for instance a painting a an oil painting where the artist has painted a picture of the sun that would be the similitude but when it is these shiny objects mirrors that are facing the sun it is not only the similitude of the sun but also its heat right the mirrors can reflect the heat 
it's light and the seven colors in that light the, the entire spectrum of of colors where is where are they they are in the pupil of the eye of each of these um, transparent things it is as if those transparent transparent things have opened a like placed a throne in their hearts where the sun can come and sit with you know with its all of its or you know, many of its rather many of its distinguishing qualities and these are distinguishing qualities of sunlight heat light brilliance illumination radiance and the seven colors in that light demek şems vahidiyet haysiyetiyle ona mukabil umum eşyaya muhit olduğu gibi ehadiyet cihetiyle her bir şeyde güneş çok vasıflarıyla beraber bir nevi cilve izatıyla bulunur. Madem temsilden temesül bahsine geçtik, temesülün çok envaından şu meseleye medar olacak üç nevine işaret ederiz. Thus, as the sun encompasses all things that face it with its distinguishing property of oneness. So, this is an issue that we discussed in quite a lot of detail when we did the second uh, second section of the 14th flash at the very beginning of this podcast series right after the first word when we were talking about uh, when we we're discussing the concepts of singularity and uh, oneness hadiya and wahidiya uh, and Rahmaniya and Rahimiya, mercifulness and mercy giving, the, the attribute of mercy giving of God. If you want to understand the, the, the matter better and if you have not already listened to it, it would be wise to go ahead after this uh, episode, inshallah, to go ahead and listen to those episodes of the second section of the 14th flash, inshallah. But in a nutshell, very briefly, when we talk about God's oneness, Wahidiyah, what we have in mind is the manifestation of God's attributes, Wahidiyah, or any attribute from the perspective of Wahidiyah, from the perspective of oneness, on everything altogether. When we talk about ahadiyya, singularity, as we have translated it, we are talking about the manifestation of God's attributes on each thing. So it is the same attribute that's being manifest. Let's say, uh, so this is one of the easiest attributes, right? Razak, razakiyya, provision. God's provision from the perspective of oneness is manifest on everything altogether. And look around. Let's focus on the, the, the realm of living beings only. And since I'm in a place where spring is in full blow, uh, full bloom now, right? So it's, it's really manifest here. It is manifest everywhere. Wherever you look, there are these tiny insects in the soil, the worms, uh, little flies and bugs flying in the air, the leaves, the 
uh, the, the plants, the blades of grass, everywhere. It's universal, right? So there's an all-encompassing universal manifestation. But at the same time, if I were to take one leaf in my hand and look at it, I would see that the, the provision, the attribute of provision that is manifest everywhere on all things is also individually in a way that is designated, manifest on this particular leaf. It is the same provision that's manifest. Another example that might make this render this easier to understand let's think of god's mercy as uh, water right that's rain for instance uh, the, the prophet وسلم, said this it is coming from ar-rahman the, the the merciful so sometimes they refer to rain as mercy when it rains mercy rains because we all need all the living beings on earth need that rain in order to survive and thrive so when it rains outside anybody who goes outside can benefit from that water can get wet it does not distinguish the rain does not distinguish between individuals it's just pouring down and whoever is outside is benefiting from it this is wahidiyah or this is rather this is an example of wahidiyah oneness so now imagine a cup of water being presented to you individually being put in your hand individually it is designated for you it is the same mercy that is in water that rains from the sky and now it is put in the cup it is designated for for you it is being given individually to you so this is an example of God's singularity, Ahadiyah. So, as the sun encompasses all things that face it with its distinguishing property of oneness, from the point of view of singularity, it is present in everything with many of its qualities. So, all the attributes all the qualities heat light seven colors etc it exists in each thing with a sort of reflection of its entity since we moved from analogy tamthil is the word here to a discussion of the reflection of similitudes that's tamathul is the word it's the same root but we cannot render it in the same way in english so we are moving from analogy to reflection of similitude among the many types of the reflection of similitudes we will we will point to the following three that relate to this matter so we will have a discussion of the concept of similitude what is a similitude the likeness Right, I, I just mentioned that we can have a, the similitude of the sun on an oil painting, right? The image, the likeness, that is what similitude is. A manifest reflecting likeness of something. Not the thing itself, but a reflecting manifest likeness of it. 
So this can happen in multiple ways. We will talk about three of them and understanding these three types of reflection will inshallah help us understand the apparent contradiction that seem to be confusing the lower soul that we talked at the beginning. So three types of similitudes or reflection of similitudes. Birincisi, kesif maddi şeylerin akisleridir. O akisler hem gayrdır, aynı değil, hem mevattır, ölüdür. Hüviyeti suriyesinden başka hiçbir hasiyete malik değil. Mesela sen aileler mahzenine girsen bir said binler said olur fakat zihayat yalnız sensin. Ötekiler ölüdürler, hayat hastaları onlarda yoktur. First, first type of reflection of similitude. This is the reflection of dense and material things. Dense and material things, objects that we can hold, weigh, you know, grab, that, that resist when we touch, like the, the desk is a dense and material thing. The pen that I, you know, I was just holding in my hand is a dense and material thing. I, with my body, from the, you know, with regard to my you know, flesh and bone body, am a dense and material thing. The reflections of these things, these dense and material things, right? These reflections are both other than the reflected thing, i.e., that is to say, not the very reflected thing. So if I'm standing in front of a mirror and there's a similitude of me in the mirror, I suppose it's obvious to everyone that the reflection in the mirror is not me. It is different from me. It is other than me. And they are dead. They are not alive, without life. So that reflection, that similitude of me in the mirror does not have life. We are still in the analogy. This is the easy part, right? So it is very easy. So don't, don't think, so what? This is the easy part. And it's going to help us to understand something complicated. So let's have patience, inshallah. They do not, those reflections of, the reflections of those dense and material things, they do not possess any of the distinguishing properties of the reflected thing other than the form of what it is. So the only aspect, distinguishing property that I'm sharing with that reflection in the mirror is my form. The, the temperature of my body, it is not in there. The, um, the emotions that I have, it is not in there my biography, my history, my thoughts, none of that is in there, right? The things that make me, me, right? the things that make a thing what it is, these are the distinguishing properties. I talk, the image does not talk. I walk, the image does not walk. If I walk, you know, I walk away, it disappears. I have, uh, I have weight. It does not, right? So the reflection possesses only the form of the reflected thing among its distinguishing pro properties. This is the case with dense and material things. For example, the example that we already used, if you enter a storehouse of mirrors, one Said, one Mustafa becomes 
thousands of Saeeds, thousands of uh, Mustafas, but only you are alive. Only the Mustafa is alive in that storehouse. Only the Saeed is alive in that storehouse. None of the reflections, none of the similitudes in the mirrors is alive. The others are dead. They do not have the properties of life. İkincisi, they, now we are moving on to the second type. Maddi nuraniyin akisleridir. Şu akis aynı değil fakat gayr da değil. Mahiyeti tutmuyor. Fakat o nuraniyin ekser hasiyetlerine maliktir. Onun gibi hay sayılıyor. Second, this is the reflections of material things with lum luminosity. Like the sun. The things that are material but they they emanate emanate light this reflection is neither the very reflected thing nor other than it the quiddity is different but it quiddity is you know, what it is it, it is a different thing but it possesses the reflection possesses most of the distinguishing properties of that luminous thing it is considered alive like the thing that is being reflected so if the life of the reflected thing is its luminosity since that luminosity is reflecting in its similitude on the, on the mirror right it is also alive it also has life so we will understand this much better when Ustad Nursi gives us an example now mesela Şems dünyaya girdi. Her bir aynede aksini gösterdi. O akislerin her birinde güneşin hassaları hükmünde olan hararet, ziya ve ziyadaki elvan-ı seba bulunuyor. Eğer faraza güneş zişur olsaydı, harareti aynı kudreti, ziyası aynı ilmi, elvan-ı sebası, sıfat-ı sebası olsaydı, o vakit o tek ve yekta bir güneş bir anda her bir aynede bulunur, her birisini kendine bir nevi arş ve bir çeşit telefon yapabilirdi. Birbirine mani olmazdı. Her birimizle aynemiz vasıtasıyla görüşebilirdi. Biz ondan uzak iken o bize bizden daha yakın olurdu. For example, when the sun enters the world and shows its reflection on every mirror. So the same example that we used. We are continuing with that. We are... Uh, we are using it to understand the matter better. The sun, so the, the earth you know, turns around and is now facing the sun. The, the sun enters the earth, that is its lights reach the earth. And now its reflection is on every mirror. Anything that's facing the sun will have its reflection. Now. If it is if it's these shiny objects like mirrors real mirrors like the face of the ocean the face of a um, tranquil lake or you know, tiny air tiny particles aerosol particles in the air or glass mirrors right this reflection of the Sun is in every mirror and the heat the light and the seven colors of light which are in effect the sun's distinguishing properties are present in each one of those reflections. Take the mirror in your hand, you will find the sun's heat, the sun's radiant light, radiance, and seven colors in there. And these are the distinguishing properties of 
the sun. Now, the sun may have other distinguishing properties too, right? But many of them are here. If, let us assume, the sun had consciousness, if its heat was its power, its very power, if its heat was its power itself, its light was its very knowledge, and its seven colors, its very seven attributes, like the seven attributes of God, then that single and unique sun would be present in every mirror and render each one of those mirrors a kind of throne and telephone for itself. One thing would not prevent another. That the sun is reflecting on the face of the ocean would not prevent it from being able to reflect on the particle in the air or the mirror in our hand. That it is reflecting in the mirror in our hand would not prevent it from reflecting on another mirror somewhere else, 200 miles from here. It could communicate with each one of us. The sun would communicate or could communicate with each one of us by means of our mirrors. So think of it. The heat, light, and, and seven heat radiance and seven uh, colors, they reflect his will, power, and knowledge. So if the sun had will, power, and knowledge, it would be communicating with, it, it would be exerting the effects of its willpower and knowledge on us through the mirror in our hand. So all of this, all of this would be while we are far from it. We would be, while we would be far from it, it would be closer to us than us. If we wanted to reach the sun, right, you, you have to traverse thousands and thousands of kilometers, miles, that distance that light covers in eight minutes, in order to reach sun, reach the sun. It will probably take several years. Even with the you know, mind-boggling speeds that objects can travel in space because there's no friction. But it would, we would still be very far from it. We cannot even imagine going to the sun right now. But it would be closer to us than us. It would be penetrating our very existence if you go out right the sun sunlight the, the the the radiance of the sun will be penetrating through your skin and you know there are lots of different kinds of radiation uh, some of them are filtered through the atmosphere but if you you know some of them are not and there are particles that come from the sun or waves that come from the sun that go through your body the you know parts of your body that you have no awareness about the the that the sun is able to reach it so this was we first saw the reflection of dense and physical objects mat matters material objects second we saw the reflection of dense yet luminous or radiant objects and third this uh, sorry, let's read the Turkish first. Üçüncüsü nurani ruhların aksidir. Şu akis hem haydır hem aynıdır. Fakat aynelerin kabiliyeti nispetinde tezahür ettiğinden o ruhun mahiyeti nefsül, mahiyeti nefsül emriyesini tamamen tutmuyor. 
Third, this is the reflection of luminous spirits. So now we moved beyond matter. The first two were matter. The first one was matter and dense and not luminous. The second was matter but luminous. The third, luminous and spiritual. Now spiritual does not mean, you know, it is non-existent in, in reality, does not have an existence, it is just made up. No, spirits have reality, but it is not a material reality. Nurani ruhların aksidir. This is the reflection of luminous, luminous spirits. This reflection is both alive and the very reflected thing itself. In the case of material and dense things, it was not alive and it was not the reflected thing itself. It was only its form. In the case of luminous objects, it was alive but not the reflected thing itself. When the sun was there, it's its uh, similitude was here in the mirror its similitude carried carried many of the distinguishing qualities of the sun as if it was carrying the life that the sun what makes the sun alive right in the case of uh, luminous spirits the reflection of luminous spirits the reflection is both alive and it is also the reflected thing itself so it is here and there in both places however because it appears in accordance with the capability of mirrors the similitude appears or the reflection appears in accordance with the capability of the mirrors the quiddity of that spirit in reality so whatever that spirit is in reality right itself in reality itself is not matched completely it is there and it is here it is wherever it is in reality itself and also in the mirror and it is the very thing itself but there is a reduction in quiddity there is a mismatch okay. there is a reduction in to what extent the similitude matches that which is being reflected so we will understand this better with an example too mesela Hazreti Cebrail aleyhisselam Dahiye suretinde huzuru nebevide bulunduğu bir anda huzuru ilahide haşmetli kanatlarıyla arş-ı azamın önünde secdeye gider hem o anda hesapsız yerlerde bulunur evamiri ilahiyeyi tebliğ ederdi bir iş bir işe mani olmazdı. For example, our master Gabriel, Jibril aleyhisselam, peace be upon him, would be prostrating before the tremendous throne with his sublime wings while he was in the presence of the prophet in the form of Dahya. So we know this from prophetic traditions. One of the com companions of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Dahya radiyallahu And Jibril alayhisselam, when he came to the Prophet in the form of a human being, and there are occasions in which uh, people saw Jibril alayhisselam in that form, 
right he would choose the form of the he would come in a form in a human form that was very similar to the radiallahu so jibril is here on earth in the presence of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the form of the but at the at the same time at that very moment he would also be prostrating before the tremendous throne with his sublime wings and at that very moment he would be present in innumerable places conveying divine commands one of these affairs would not prevent the other he is a spiritual being he is not restricted by the restrictions of materiality and therefore he can be in multiple places all at once we will have more examples of this işte şu sırdandır ki mahiyeti nur ve hüviyeti nuraniye olan Hazreti Peygamber aleyhissalatu vesselam dünyada bütün ümmetinin salavatlarını birden eşitir ve kıyamette bütün asfiya ile bir anda görüşür birbirine mani olmaz hatta evliyadan ziyade nuraniyet kesbeden ve abdal denilen bir kısmı bir anda birçok yerlerde müşahede ediliyormuş. Aynı zat ayrı ayrı çok işleri görüyormuş. Hence, it is due to this secret, the secret of luminosity, that our master, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, simultaneously hears the salutations of his entire com- entire community of believers in the world. Right? I say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad, and you say. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad and we say it at the same time and then a billion and a half believers all say it all at the same time and he the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam these are conveyed to him by God and he hears them all he knows individually that you send salutations on him and he knows individually that your Muslim brother or sister somewhere at the other end of the world is sending salutations to him at the same time. Why? Because he is luminous. Right? He has attained luminosity. He simultaneously hears the salutations of his entire community of believers in the world. And another example he simultaneously meets with all the pure ones asfiya is the word here on the day of rising qiyamah right on the day of rising asfiya the pure ones those who have purified their hearts and therefore inshallah destined for paradise among the community of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will meet him will meet him and they will each you know communicate with him how is that possible right how can he be meeting individually with each and every one of those asfiya and the numbers are most likely in the billions that's a number that Ustad Nursi cites too well he has luminosity he is a spiritual being the reflection of his similitude is the very him and also Apparently, Ustad Nusi says, some among the saints of God who acquire exceeding luminosity and are called substitutes or abdal, 
So these are saints of God who are called abdal or substitutes uh, because they have uh, you know, substituted God's will with their own will. They have completely submitted to God's will. And God, therefore, becomes their friend. They become wali, God's friends. Right? Some among the saints of God who acquire exceeding luminosity and are called abdal are even observed simultaneously in multiple locations. And this, by the way, Ustad Narsim here says, apparently, right, as if he has no idea of this, but we have um, occasions in which he was seen in multiple places. But anyway, and the same person takes care of several different affairs, like Khadr, right, the green one, who is narrated to you know, by many people narrated to have uh, given them assistance by, by God's will. Why? Matter cannot be in more than one places at the same time. And two matters cannot occupy the same space at the same time. Right? These are rules of physics. And these are things that our minds are used to. However, we are not talking about physical objects here. They are not restricted restricted by what physical objects are restricted with. Evet. Nasıl cismaniyata cam ve su gibi şeyler ayin olur? Öyle de ruhaniyata dahi hava ve esir ve alemi misalin bazı mevcudatı ayine hükmünde ve berk ve hayal süratinde bir vasıtayı seyir ve seyahat suretine geçerler. Ve o ruhaniler Hayal süratiyle o merayayı nazifede, o menazil latifede gezerler. Bir anda binler yerlere girerler. Yes. In the way that things like glass and water become mirrors for bodily objects, likewise the air, the ether, and some beings of the realm of similitudes are in effect mirrors for spiritual beings and serve as vehicles of journeying and traveling for them at the speed of lightning or imagination. So, let's try to think about this again. What we understand from a mirror is a shiny object, a material thing on which light reflects. And that light is the light of a luminous matter, material object, like the sun or a lamp. Now, that is one version of luminosity. There are spiritual beings that are luminous and they do not need shiny glass for their light to reflect. The kind of light that they have can reflect and therefore make their similitudes present in or on air or ether ether is this tiniest possible particle that in the in ancient greek, greek philosophy that they thought uh, filled entire space later in the early 20th century during the time of einstein etc the physicists thought that this did not exist because they were thinking that uh, 
its existence was necessary for light or magnetism etc to travel but they found out that light did not need that therefore they said it doesn't exist but they didn't prove its non-existence and today we are returning to this notion that the entire you know space is filled with uh, tiny subatomic particles or wavelengths and of course the understanding now is that matter is you know uh, fast moving wave waves uh, energy you know fast moving energy or condensed energy right so there are particles subatomic particles and things waves and energy and etc etc all sorts of stuff that is filling the space the existence that we live in right and there are spiritual beings that can use them as mirrors and also some beings of the realm of similitudes images imageries right are in effect mirrors for spiritual beings and they serve as vehicles of journeying and traveling for them at the speed of lightning or imagination now the spiritual beings still need they have a connection with the material uh, reality uh, they they still need material beings in order to engage the the realm of dominion or even the realm of domination so they reflect on them they they the way that our bodies carry our spirits and when the spirit departs from the body the body dies and decomposes and etc etc but the spirit now is disconnected it still needs another form of body in order to engage its surroundings therefore the spirit when, when it's put in the grave is going to be given a kind of body that is becoming and fit for the grave when it is resurrected it will be resurrected in a way that is similar to our material form when it is put in paradise it will be given a body so the spirit needs a body in order to connect with the, the reality itself right so these spiritual beings have mirrors in the air the ether the realm of similitudes but the way these mirrors work is different from the way that physical mirrors work while dense matter that reflects on the mirror is neither um, the, the reflection for that not, the reflection is neither the reflected thing itself nor it is alive it is only the form that is reflecting while for luminous matter it is alive but not the very thing that is being reflected right for spiritual beings it is alive and it is the very thing that is being reflected and those spiritual beings travel through those pure mirrors and subtle rest stations at the speed of imagination they enter thousands of places all at once Jibreel Gabriel can be here in the presence of the Prophet and you know in front of the, the, the throne prostrating and glorifying his Lord at the same time madem güneş gibi aciz now this was all analogy right we have been talking about what is in the creation 
but our question was about God. Now we will move on uh, to an, an explanation of that. Madem güneş gibi aciz ve musahhar mahluklar ve ruhani gibi madde ile mukayyet nim nurani masnular nuraniyet sırrıyla bir yerdeyken pek çok yerlerde bulunabilirler. Mukayyet bir cüz'i iken mutlak bir külli hükmünü alırlar. Bir anda cüz'i bir ihtiyar ile pek çok muhtelif işleri yapabilirler. Acaba maddeden mücerred ve mualla ve tahdidi kayıt ve zulmeti kesafetten münezzeh ve müberra ve şu umum envar ve bütün nuraniyat onun envar-ı kutsiyeyi esmasının bir kesif zilali ve umum vücut ve bütün hayat ve alemi ervah ve alemi misal nim şeffaf bir ayne-i cemali ve sıfatı muhita ve şuunatı külliye olan bir zatı akdesin irade-i külliye ve kudreti mutlaka ve ilmi muhitle tecelli-i sıfatı ve cilve-i efaali içindeki teveccühe ehadiyetinden hangi şey saklanabilir? Hangi işe ağır gelebilir? Hangi şey gizlenebilir? Hangi fert uzak kalabilir? Hangi şahıs külliyet kespetmeden ona yanaşabilir? Now, since thanks to the secret of luminosity, impotent and subjugated creatures like the sun and half-luminous artifacts that are limited with matter like spiritual beings can be in one place yet present in multiple locations. While a limited, particular, while a limited particular, yeah, they are limited and they are particulars, they become absolute universals in effect. And since they can take care of many different affairs all at once with a single partial choice, wonder then, for a most sacred entity, now we are talking about God, wonder then, for a most sacred entity, who is free from and elevated above matter. He is not restricted by what restricts matter. Who is transcendent above and clear from the limitations of restrictions, any restrictions, and darkness of density. A dense shadow of the lights of whose sacred names are these lights and all luminous things. The sun, it is so bright, you cannot look at it. It is just a dense shadow of the light of his sacred name the light and all these luminous things right they are dense shadows of his light a half transparent mirror of whose beauty that entire existence all life the realm of the spirits and the realm of similitudes are whose attributes are all encompassing and whose conducts are universal. What can remain hidden from him when he turns to something with his singularity? And remember, we talked about singularity at the beginning, right? When he turns to something and all of his attributes or most of, of his attributes, whichever attributes, with whichever attributes that he has turned to it, right, are now manifest on it. What can remain hidden from him when he turns to something with his singularity through the manifestation of his attributes and the reflection of his acts with universal will, absolute power, and all-encompassing knowledge? If that was the case for luminous matter or luminous, luminous spiritual beings, 
that are still restricted by many restrictions. What would be the case for God, for whom there is no limitation, no restriction, none of the limitations and restrictions that apply to matter or the spiritual beings apply to him? His attributes are all-encompassing. His conducts are universal. What can remain hidden from him? When he turns to something with his singularity through the manifestation of his attributes and the reflection of his acts with universal will, absolute power, and all-encompassing knowledge. Which affair can be too heavy for him? What can be concealed from him? Which individual can keep a distance to him? And which person can draw closer to him without acquiring universality? Of course, these are rhetorical questions. The answer is nobody, nothing, none. Evet, nasıl güneş kayıts, kayıtsız nuru, maddesiz aksi vasıtasıyla sana senin göz bebeğinden daha yakın olduğu halde, sen mukayyet olduğun için ondan gayet uzaksın. Ona yanaşmak için çok kayıtlardan tecerrüt etmek, çok merati bir külliyeden geçmek lazım gelir. Adeta manen yer kadar büyüyüp, kamer kadar yükselip, sonra doğrudan doğruya güneşin mertebeyi asliyesine bir derece yanaşabilir ve perdesiz görüşebilirsin. Öyle de Celil-i Zülcemal, Cemil-i Zülkemal sana gayet yakındır. Sen ondan gayet uzaksın. Kalbin kuvveti, aklın ulbiyeti varsa temsildeki noktaları hakikate tatbike çalış. Yes, although the sun is closer to you with its unrestricted light, Yes, we talked about this. The, the sun can penetrate your body. It, it is close. Although the sun is closer to you with its unrestricted light and immaterial reflection than the pupil of your eye, because you are restricted, you are utmostly far from it. To approach it, you would be required to transcend above many restrictions and go through many universal levels. In a way, you can directly approach the true level of the sun to some extent and meet with it without a veil only after growing as big as the world and rising as high as the moon in a metaphysical sense. So if you, you know, to be a match to the sun or at least to be an interlocutor to the sun, an addressee to the sun or to be, to talk to the sun, right, to come to that level, you have to you know, you are too small. You have to grow. You have to, you know, grow like the world and rise high like the moon. And then perhaps you would be in a position to turn to the sun and, you know, start a conversation, maybe, right? So in a way, you can directly approach the true level of the sun to some extent and meet with it without a veil only after growing as big as the world and rising as high as the moon in a metaphysical sense. But the sun is close to you, no matter how small and far you are. In like fashion, the majestic possessor of beauty, God, and the beautiful possessor of perfection is utmostly close to you. You are utmostly far from him. God is utmostly close to me. He is closer to me than my than my juggler vein. But I am, you know, in my insignificance, 
in my in lowly existence in my attempt to reach him talk to him comprehend his existence i am small i'm tiny i'm far i need to draw closer to him by all means that i can find and alhamdulillah out of his mercy he has given us means to draw close to him he has opened the gates of supplication dua he has sent the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as his messenger he has he sends his you know friends who are walking the earth he has sent down the quran which is his word i can directly you know i can directly hear him in the quran but i am far from him the way the sun is close to me but i am far from the sun now i have a model in my head i can understand all of these things that the intellect thought they were problematic they were contradictions now i can see that there is no contradiction i cannot i cannot apply the same rules that apply to me to god the singularity of the divine entity and the universality of his acts yes he is a, he is singular he is a singular divine entity but he is not like me i can only reach let's say you know half a meter with my hands and beyond that i have no physical engagement possibility of physical engagement he does not need physical engagement to do things he can do things without physical engagement he is not of the same kind that i am he is not of the same type that i am he is the creator i am created he is the absolute necessary being i am the limited possible being the unity of his person and the generality of his unassisted lordship remember the sun's radiant light can reach everywhere while the sun is a personified being he is one there is one god but his lordship is universal it makes sense why should it be difficult if it is possible for the sun in the analogy in the example that we gave and god is incomparable to the sun it is just an example a model that we are setting a cognitive pattern that we are setting in our mind to understand this matter so that our heart and the lower soul can have reassurance if it's possible for the sun that you know what we saw is possible for the sun then why should it be difficult for god to be one in his person but his lordship to have universal general um, effect without assistance he does not need assistance his individuality and the extensiveness of his disposals that accept no partners he yeah yes he is everywhere his hand of power reaches everywhere his will covers everything and he does not need partners to do this any of this the way the sun can reflect on a billion different mirrors all at once 
he can be disposing a billion, five billion, billions of billions, unlimited, infinite number of endless, innumerable things all at once, and he does not need partners. His presence everywhere while he is transcendent over occupying space. He does not need space to be present everywhere. That's a restriction that applies to dense matter. His closeness to everything while he is endlessly lofty. The sun does not need to come all the way to earth in order to be close to me. The sun reaches me with its distinguishing properties of radiant light, heat, seven colors in that light. God is lofty above and beyond time and space. He is the necessarily existent being who needs nothing and we all need him for everything. He is lofty, endlessly lofty, but he's close to me. I need to you know, move closer to him. And that cannot happen but, but with his grace. And if it is happening, it is happening with his grace. But he is close to me. That he holds all affairs in his hand of power directly himself while he is one. Yeah. I mean, I cannot chew gum and write something or walk at the same time or you know some people cannot do it right that that is a human thing that is not a god thing one thing does not prevent god from doing another it is the satan playing a trick it is the lower soul's ignorance it is misplaced intellect that might comprehend any of these things as contradiction. But intellect, when it is true intellect, will see no contradiction in any of these things. And if it is having problems because its eye is blurred, look at the examples that Ustad gave to us, it makes it all clear. So may God put that assurance it may on in our hearts and may god submit our lower souls to our intellects and to our hearts for the sake of this beautiful month of ramadan and uh, before the next episode inshallah it will be eid so eid mubarak to everybody who is listening to this uh, now inshallah before eid and or perhaps during eid too سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وآخر الدعوة من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة